Hey, welcome back to the Fort Dodge Leadership Podcast. It's so good to be with you. I'm Nathan, and I'm here with Pastor Kyle and Gina, and we're going to be talking about attending regularly today. And before you think maybe that is a, a straightforward thing, or maybe that, oh, yeah, maybe this applies to someone other than me, uh, we're going to dig into a lot of different layers of what it really means to attend church. Um, I think we have a lot of misconceptions. I think we have a changing landscape in our culture for a lot of reasons. And um, so we're going to be having kind of a rambling conversation. I'll just call, call yeah. it before it happens because we've we've talked about this a lot on staff and we're always asking how how do we help grow attendance? Um, and there's there's just a lot behind that. And uh, we it, it's been hard to like consolidate it down to just some simple ideas. So we're just mm. going to see where the conversation takes us. But um, before we dive into that, uh, Gina, would you just kind of open us up with prayer yeah. for our conversation? Yeah. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to communicate with um, a vast majority of our um, church family and just anyone else who you may bring into this um, space to be able to hear what you want to say. We just ask that you guide our conversation and help us to discern um, what is from you and what needs to be shared. And we just pray that those that are listening receive it and um, be able to take it into the next step of their men, their leadership in um, in the ministry that they're called to, in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 All right. So, um, the people in church services today uh, that that has changed a lot since COVID, just mm-hmm. like so many things have, right? Um, and so, what what's kind of sparking the conversation today is that. Um, that's that's forced us to reevaluate in a, in a lot of different uh, avenues like what does it mean to attend regularly if you're attending let's say online or um, if maybe meeting together we couldn't meet together for a while and then we could and you know so it where we were on autopilot for a long time mm-hmm. as a church like yeah you just show up it forced us to pause the autopilot mm-hmm. and reevaluate like why do we do this is it important? Um, each of us individually maybe has had to ask ourselves, am I going to come back and when or if, or um, what's been better about my life or not better about my Mm -hmm. life because of attending a church. And uh, so then we as leaders, um, we need to grapple with that too and, and ask ourselves some questions about like, what does attending look like for me and what should I be challenging the people that I lead in terms of attending regularly? So that's, that's kind of the, the spark here. Yeah, and I, I just I just want to jump even into that question of the people uh, when you just said even the people that lead, uh, like boiling that down into the concept of Little Iowa. You know, I mean, I think sometimes when we when we think of leadership, because primarily a lot of our uh, our in house leaders, you know, they have a title of leadership at Prairie Lakes Church Fort Dodge. Um, yeah, that that is true. But even just thinking about the the places you live, work, and play, the 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 spouses in your home, the kids that are in your home, your neighbors, those places, like, how do I lead them when it comes to attending regularly? I mean, Nathan, as you were talking here, just even opening this up, it's like, it'd be interesting. <laughs> it'd be a completely different podcast, but uh, like, take this question, why is attending regularly important? And go wrestle with it for 20 minutes and come back and then keep listening. Yeah. You know, right. like answer yeah. that question. And I think, man, uh, that's probably one of those questions that systematically we should just put into, no matter who, 
it's going to be cheesy, but the no matter language, like no matter what, put that into a framework that you, you're just consistent. Why, why do I do this? You know, um, I think when it comes to bigger theological topics like baptism and communion and salvation and uh, worship styles and things like uh so many of us have painted ourselves into a corner to not know why we do things the way we do. It's just, well, it's just it's what I grew up with or it's the church. Mm. Um, but man, I think we can do the same thing with this question. Like, I, why do I attend church? Why is it? And, and even greater than that, why is it important? Not just why do I, but why, why is it important? And, and, and you know what? Like, I think as you were saying about like leading people, um, even in this room, if all of us went around uh, and, I, and our, our, our answers would probably be fairly similar, but like if, if we had somebody that was newer to church, maybe they've found a faith years ago, but like newer stepping back into the church or brand new altogether, or maybe they don't have a faith yet, but they're just stepping into the church. They might say things like, it helps me start my week off well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like it'd be really interesting. Like it'd be, it, it could be really easy for people like us who have grown up in the church and who are leaders in the church, uh, who helped plant this campus, you know, it'd be, it'd be really easy for us to like hear an answer like that and go, yeah, that's not good enough. Or that's shallow. Church isn't, church isn't about you feeling good come Monday. Um, but, but I think like, honestly, honestly, that's part of that. How do we lead people? Is that really, I mean, I would even challenge, is that really a bad answer? That's a, I'm, I'm going to infuse my own opinion. Like that's a great starting point. That's not where we'd want somebody to end. But for Pete's sake, is that, is that something where I should challenge? Like, church isn't about you, kiddo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but, but really, the, the phrase, throwing it back, like, do you know why going to church is important for you? Mm-hmm. How, how, would, how would you answer that? Um, and I wonder how many of us really do have an answer for that. And. And the fact that we live in a world that's so connected on the web, mm. um, you don't, it used to be, I would say, mm. that if you wanted to hear a reminder of the hope and love of Jesus, you needed to go and show up at 9 or 10 a.m. on a Sunday to a building. Mm-hmm. But now you can, you know, click off this podcast and go listen to another one. Mm-hmm. You could listen to literally a thousand sermons by a thousand different preachers with a click of a button. So it it's forced us to change the conversation about what attending regularly means because, like, let's say, no, I didn't show up to church on Sunday, but I did uh, participate in the online service and I listened to four sermons and I've been playing worship music in my car nonstop. Okay, is that attending regularly? Mm. Yeah. I mean, what? I think it's a valid question. Yeah, yeah put that in the context of anything, you know, um, uh, whether it's a sport analogy, um, or an, another environment, uh, like a, a classroom. Um, but, but I think we can phrase this up for people to, uh, to, to grab. Are those things wrong? I would say no. Um, are those things probably going to help you increase your love and obedience for Jesus more than likely if your heart's positioned to do so? Um, uh, but but for any of us who would say, yeah, I, I attended church then and and at all even regularly, um, I would I would say, well, like, can I watch all the ESPN um, uh, reruns of every Nebraska championship football game 
Absolutely. Can I have all the memorabilia? I don't know. Can I have all the? Stay away. It might be toxic. Stop it. Um, While while I'm wearing Iowa State gear, saying yeah, seriously, if everyone could Um, see what you're wearing right now, all the memorabilia. You know, I could have my house. You know, I could have a room designated in my house with all the memorabilia. I could have my license plates say something about Nebraska football. I could I could have all that stuff. Um, and, and, and I, and, and then with all of that, I would say, and if I have never been to an actual game, but I walked around saying, uh, that I, that, that I attend Nebraska football games, did I, you know, I, I feel like, and maybe that's a, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like on the fly trying to put mm-hmm. an analogy together there, but I, I but I, like, does it make me a Husker? Does it, does it disqualify me from being a Husker football fan? Absolutely not. Does it, uh, can, can I continue to grow in my fandom? Absolutely. Uh, but, but if I'm saying, if I'm saying something that doesn't add up and I'm not, I'm not trying to call anybody a liar here, but I think there is a difference for talking about attending church. Um, I can do, yeah, I can do all those things that are church like, but if it's not going to church. <laughs> and I think you just bring up like the, the, the difference between individual and community, like yeah. being like having your individual faith and your faith, but then also being in community with other believers mm-hmm. and the important importance of that. Yeah. Like, so there is that difference. You yeah. can still have it and you can still proclaim it and you can still be fed by the click of the button to all the different preachers and stuff. But like he's created us for community and yeah. if we're not consistently in community with other believers, we're not sharing the, the gifts that he's created us to give yeah. in certain ways, right. To be able to accept. And then others can't receive those. So like there's that missing link of um, what we have to offer. Yeah. And then also what we're able to be filled with yeah. by being in community. Well, and then also with that, the community can, can happen in other ways mm. too. Yeah. Right. Um, Cause I, I don't disagree, but you could easily make the argument. Well, I'm in a small group mm-hmm. and yeah. I come and I mean, I'm pro small group. Uh, I'm in a small group. Uh, I'm in, I'm on a serving team. I go and I help, you know, in Mm -hmm. the children's ministry with Gina uh, every weekend. And um, I'm not able to really attend the service because that, that would be just too long of a, of a morning, but I'm, I'm connecting with other believers as I serve. I'm connecting with other believers in this small group. And I listen to five different sermons and 10 different podcasts. And I watch all Kyle's vlogs. Yes, yeah. as <laughs> undoubtedly, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like so. Then who doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, what? What is it oh, about? Good. That's it. It starts when we start um, going down those roads. It starts to like reveal what we truly believe about what attending regularly is and mm-hmm. why it matters or, and, and, or, uh, what we don't know. So like, go back to my okay analogy of Husker football. Um, we have to think about, I mean, you know, so like if, if I've been walking around saying, not that I'm a fan, but that I attend Nebraska football games because I watch them live, you know, on Fox or ABC and I've watched the reruns religiously and I have all this memorabilia and I'm in throw in the group, right? I'm, I'm in a, uh, I'm in a chat room, you know, through Facebook or whatever that consistently talks about it. I've got all this stuff, but I've never been to a game. What I don't know is what I'm missing. What I don't know is that the tunnel walk is, that much more energizing and that the to have 
the sea of red beside me and to, to lift my voice with them, to, to see the big plays. And I, like, I, there's just so much that I don't know. Um, and I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm not trying to tell people that I'm not, I'm not trying to communicate something false, but what I don't know is what I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know what I'm missing. Um, and so it's just, it's hard. And so I think that kind of then tags into also how we help lead people is because we, we want that. We want them to experience I don't know how else to say what they need to experience, you know? Um, yeah. And in that to kind of get, kind of, kind of get some of that. Um, and I think even what's more important uh, back to your question of like yeah. wrestling with the question of why is it important for us? Yeah. We can't clearly communicate why they should do this experience that they're yeah. missing out on. If we don't like, like there's the, the wrestling can yeah. help provide Correct. the, um, the right language to put to be able to help someone see that. Yeah. To clearly articulate. Because like the experience on Sunday mornings can be so overwhelming that we don't have words for it. But like if we take that question mm-hmm. to God and like wrestle mm-hmm. with it, he'll provide it so that we can be able mm-hmm. to share it. Yeah. We can almost feel like the gathering on Sunday is for other people and not us. Like let's say I've been following Jesus now for two years. And in the first year, every time I showed up for worship, I I came and I attended and like, it was like these light bulb moments and I was experiencing God and encountering him is super powerful. And then year two, it was occasionally powerful and I learned some new things. Then I get to year three of my faith and I've been attending for a while and I'm not learning a brand new thing. In fact, everything was review this Sunday Mm. and it was ho-hum and worship wasn't as good as last week. And you know what I'm saying? And what starts to happen is we begin to look at attending regularly as if um, I'm only going to attend if it's better. Yeah. If it's better for me, if I'm growing or if it's better than it was before. And if it's not, you know, I can, I can get better stuff elsewhere and you probably can, you know, (laughs) like that's just, that's always going to be true. Um, So what, again, why, why would we want to attend? Yeah. It's one of those things. That's why I challenge. um, I'd even come back to just that asking that question not just once, but more, more frequently, um, just in evaluating what even it just baseline, why do I do what I do? Um, but it's one of those things as you, as you were sharing that I'm some of the put on the pastor hat. It's like, what else were they doing during that time? And I know, I know, uh, uh, we, we, we can do a lot and it can add up to nothing. We can do a lot to try to save ourselves or do a lot to try to fix ourselves. And that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but we understand faith without works is dead. And, and so it's like, okay, so yeah, there was, I mean, if, if I'm brand new to faith or brand new, at least to re-engaging with the local church. Yeah. That, those, those that first year, that first timeline, it's, it's going to be just eye opening because it's, it's new, it's new life. But if, but if that doesn't stir something in us to be increasing, and, I, and I'll just love that. I, I wish it was my statement, but that increasing, uh, increasing our love and obedience of Jesus, you know, like it should be building. It's the whole point of education. You know, we don't send the kids to kindergarten or preschool to learn the basics and go, okay, and then and then when they're 40, they're going to have it all. Like, we send them to school for <laughs> 16, 17, 18 years, and they're still not done learning. You know, but there, there is, uh, because there's this understanding that, like, we, ha- we have to help ourselves learn that it's not just that one environment that's going to change everything. Uh, it needs to be an ongoing process. And so that's why I think when... Sometimes any one of us can get into that year three or later moment and go, 
this is all, it, it, there's nothing new. There wasn't those other building blocks that were going on behind the scenes. Um, and so then when it comes down to big picture, like attending regularly, we can start to slip and go, um, all they care about is guests. It's just, you know, at Prairie Lakes, that's one of the things that we'll get picked on is like, sure. you're always talking to new people. Yeah. Why aren't you talking yeah. about, it's like, well, I mean, that is our, our, our target audience is people who don't know Jesus. And you can get that at your first visit because you're brand new. Uh, you can get that probably for your first year because you're like, man, I love my church. But if, and, and as staff, we can fall victim to this too. I think any of us could probably share stories where our faith became stagnant, even while being on staff, whether it's here or anywhere. Um, but, but the truth of the matter is if we're not giving ourselves to Jesus and letting him increase our love and obedience of him through the power of his Holy Spirit and the experiences of life that we're going to encounter, uh, then man, the... I, I can go from being a guest who's really excited about this church that welcomed me in and these light bulb moments I'm having in worship and the word and community. And then all of a sudden in year three, feel like I'm no longer a guest. All you care about is guests. The word is the same word that I heard three years ago. Yeah. The worship, we're not doing, you know, whatever. Um, what's my place anymore? And, and, and that's, Anybody who's listening to this, I don't want them to go, oh, man, I don't, I don't want anybody going, preach it, or at the same time going, man, he is a butthole. The, the, the truth of the matter is, is like, it is, that, that's a very slippery slope for anybody if we're just believing that this one thing is going to be it forever. Um, it's work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. There's a, there's a discipline to it. It's Correct. a spiritual yeah, discipline. A good... Yeah. Um, and I think... Yeah, there there are some intangibles about the the worship service, the worship gathering that you can't replicate. Yeah. So there's that. But even if there weren't, there's a there's a purpose and a discipline behind why I think God calls us to this. Mm-hmm. So the the things that you can't replicate are like we were made to worship together. Mm-hmm. Um, even when you think about what our future destiny holds. Like there's a reason that like the the promise and the hope that we have after this life is full of like everyone all together mm-hmm. <laughs> worshiping God around the throne, everyone all together eating this giant you know banquet uh you know and celebrating, and everyone together living in freedom and in and in joy and like like these worship services are heaven practice in a way that our souls need, even though like you're not going to notice if you don't have this one certain vitamin in your diet uh, for a while. Um, And you're you're not going to be, Oh man, I'm so low on my vitamin B. No, you're not going to feel that. But if you never have vitamin B ever, you know, something in you is going to sort of die. Mm -hmm. And like, you might not notice your spiritual life changing if you don't show up for worship service, but if you don't for a year, if you don't for two years, mm-hmm. a piece of you is dying. Um, and so, like, the more we do it, the better it is for our souls. Um, yeah. And you, you said it's practice, and I think that's so true. I, I, I also uh, pr- practice for the future, but it's also um, yes and. Uh, it's like li- living out the realities of eternity now. Um, you know, I mean, there's just so many opportunities there. Um, I, I, I'm jealous for us. I don't, I don't want to shift away from from yeah. where we're at, but yeah. I think like t- I, I'm jealous for us to talk a little bit about 
how do we, how do we, um, I, we've talked a lot about leading ourselves, I think enough with even just this question of asking that question, mm-hmm. but how, how do we lead other people? Um, or how do we even, um, uh, do life with people who have, uh, different views or different opinions, especially in this area? Um, uh, I, I think that'd be helpful for listeners because we, we've been, we'd be lying if we said we haven't been wrestling with that for a while now, you know? Um, this is the first time in our campus's history where, I mean, we, we talk about increasing attendance and more of that is like helping people uh, uh, grow in their regularity, you know, believing that it's going to continue to build to, to, to more of uh, who God's calling them to be. Um, but from a standpoint of, of helping um, increase the invitational culture or help new people find a place or help people who have maybe stepped away from uh the church come back uh that's all fairly new for us as a campus um so we've been wrestling with this for a while so i think it'd be good for us to talk about that a little bit yeah because it's been kind of automatic that we would be like growing in attendance correct what is it in a changing landscape what does it mean to invite people Mm -hmm. um yeah i i think there's like this this pain of knowing that there's people who have not come back and there's pain on both sides of that um, pain because those who maybe have come back like miss a part of our family. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also pain uh, for the person who is on the outside kind of looking in like maybe feeling uh, almost like when you miss some seasons and you try to get back into a, into a show like a series and you're, you're lost on the storyline. Like I, I think we've got to, realize that there's a like to you can't just easily quickly move right back into this like smooth like nothing ever Mm -hmm. was missed like and so we've got to acknowledge that there's probably some like fear or hesitation or like all these unknowns if someone is going to feel like gosh should i come back to church uh that they're probably wrestling with and like am i still welcome am do i still fit here do i still belong here am i still part of this family of course, the answer is yes. Yeah. But how do we as leaders like yeah. help communicate that message? Help share realistic expectations of what to expect, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And on like talking about feelings about when you first step in or the missing the storyline and catching mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Yeah. And even, I mean, realizing that uh, they could very well be asking the same question of why, why should I attend? Why is this important to me? You know, um, just thinking about another analogy, like, all of us, no matter our age or stage or weight or diet, we all know that physical health is important. At, at our core, we all know that, mm-hmm. right? And most of us at some time in our life had an exercise routine. A lot of us who are married would say it was like, you know, we were trying to get physically fit before that day, yeah. you know? Um, and then once it happened, it's like, I just know the rest of my life for the last 18, you know, 17, 18 years, it's kind of been like, who cares? Um, uh, but, but like, so if I'm asking the question, you know, baseline physical health, we all know that, that that's important. And in, even though I know what the weight room, you know, or the exercise rhythms and routine did for me and how well I felt um, at one time, at one time I knew uh, I'm, I'm so out of routine. I haven't stepped back into a physical gym literally for probably 10, 12 years. I need to ask that question. So put that in the context of, the local church, it doesn't matter how long anybody's been away. If they're out of that habit, even if they know 
baseline, it is important for my spiritual health. Period. They're probably, they, they could very well, well, even if they are asking or wondering how it's going to feel when they walk in, are they going to be judged or they missed or anything else? They're probably also asking that same question. like, what does it really, what's it really mean to me? Mm-hmm. And they might not know. They might not know. Um, and it almost comes back to this like flawed um, motivation. Yeah. Like when you're talking about like the, the diet and the exercise yeah. thing. Yeah. That if you're just kind of like hoping to, be more physically attractive or something like, yep. or like it's not sufficient motivation or it's the wrong motivation. And it usually doesn't get you there. That's why I quit working out. <laughs> Cause you already yeah. were so handsome. Well, I arrived right? and I had one or over and there was, I didn't need, I knew I didn't need to work on it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> wrong motivation. Right. Different podcast. It, wasn't matter, it didn't matter how well I felt, you know, how healthy I was. It didn't matter. It but, was, what did I look like? Yeah. And so if we approach worship the same way with this, like, what am I going to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I going to be more in shape or, or you know, yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't satisfy, at least in the long term. You might, oh yeah, I, I, learned a little bit about Jesus and got a little bit better last week, but it's not going to sustain in the long haul. It's like, it seems like more of the motivation that sustains in the long haul is this, like it's called in the Bible, like zeal for the house of the Lord, Mm. like a passion. Like you see it in Jesus when he walks into the temple and they're exchanging money and extorting people and just, and he comes in and it seems like he's really, really angry. Yeah. <laughs> he's flipping tables and he's like, my, my, this is my father's house. Like my father's house will be called a house of prayer. You've made it a den of robbers. Like, um, I've been doing this. Like a lot of my life revolves around attending regularly mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it has for decades. And I'd like to think that God is like, uh, I don't know, filling me with this fuel of passion for his house that like he, he, like just that he would receive glory, that he'd receive the honor that's due his name, that, um, that it's not about whether I get better or worse. It's, it's just about him. And like, can we lift his name up? And it may not sound better or look prettier than last week, but that's not the point. It's mm-hmm. about rehearsing in our hearts again the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and coming back to it and and not losing sight of and this God is worthy of our praise um yeah makes me want to come back again mm-hmm. yeah and we can do it in a way together that is um it's fundamentally different than me singing a song alone in my car no matter how worshipful that is there's a different thing happening yeah when we come together and that's probably not where you're going to start Sure. No, no matter how old you are, how, how experienced you are, that's probably not where you're going to start. Um, and that's where we as churchgoers, believers, leaders need to be okay. I mean, that, we have to be okay with that. Um, but I think we also have to be okay with uh, helping people grow in that understanding, you know. Because um, most of the people that do walk into hopefully any church, but we know our church, our campus are walking in and, and they are looking for a place to feel safe, uh, a, a, a place that can give them some type of uh, light in the moments. And, and they might not even be thinking that spiritually, but light in the moments of darkness, um, a place that they can walk out going, man, that was right for me, you know, and still probably not have any idea what that means or what to do with it, you know? Um, but, but just, 
and that's and that's fine. Um, but again, like it can get really dangerous if that's where they stay. Um, and I think that's yeah. one of the mistakes that we can make as leaders, like not having with the people, we can't do this for everybody. Um, but with the people that we come into contact with to let this be a part of our, I mean, I will say this is probably a mistake that I've made. Like, I, I don't know how well I've ever talked to somebody about this. Got to bring this up. Yeah. It's a weird topic to bring up. Yeah. But I'll, I'll share a little, like, as I was listening to you guys just right now, um, this, this has been, uh, th- this has been a hard season for me as a leader. Um, because I have watched people that I would say I've done a lot of life with that we, that I think we would together say we're friends. Um, I've, I've watched faith milestones happen in, um, in just a short seven years, seen a lot of things happen in their story and felt like I was privileged to be a part of that and unsure where they're at today. Um, they're, they're not here or they're not here as frequent or we're not as connected currently and, and maybe not anymore. It's really hard. Right. That's really, and, and I'd be lying if I said it hasn't made me question things or wonder things or, um, or, or even be frustrated. I think for our listeners, like, man, there's just raw emotion in that. Right. Um, I, so I've, I've wrestled with that as a leader. And I would say, I mean, still, still probably wrestling with some of that. Simultaneously, though, I think one of the reasons why I love where we started with this, with this question, why is attending regularly important for me? So I've done vocational ministry. I was called in student ministry and, uh, and stepped into ministry in 2005. And it wasn't until, uh, you know, I think we've all heard this, like the COVID blessings, like there's been so many curses that these 18 months, uh, but then there's been just learnings that have happened over that time. Like things that, uh, man, I need to reshuffle my schedule or whatever. One of the things that I learned during COVID is uh, I really haven't um, worshiped, or maybe even if I'm as bold to say, I don't know how good of a job I've been, uh, how good of a job I've done at being a part of the local church, uh, about, about attending regularly, if I put it just in that context, because I always had to be there. I always had responsibility. I always, I always, I always, and that's no complaint. Mm. Um, but in those always, uh, my mind was always somewhere else, even a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times somewhere else when worship was going on, when the singing side of the service was going on, you know, whether it was a task or it was a preparation or dealing with a conversation or a conflict. Um, or it was preparing, trying to get my heart to a place to be able to deliver the word if I was preaching that morning. Um, or, or honestly, it was like, hey, I haven't seen these five people, and so I've got them out in the lobby, and I'm connecting with them, whatever. So for, for 15, 16 years, uh, that wasn't a focus of mine. And now as a dad with two growing kids, uh, one of the things that COVID helped me understand, uh, just that time where the church, church looked different, and it had to look different. Um, even to this day, I wasn't attending regularly. Uh, I wasn't sitting with my family and worshiping with them ever. Um, so you were like showing up, I was showing up, but your heart wasn't correct. Yeah. I was doing, I was doing my job. Um, and people could probably falsely think like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, not just doing this cause he has to, and, and that would be right. Um, but like, uh, it's, it's kind of like talking to a middle school boy, <laughs> I feel like that's my analogy for how I how I went to church, how I worshipped, how how I've attending attended regularly for the last 14, 15, 16 years is um physically present, 
and the conversation is happening, and he's staring at you with eyes. I, I mean, I've been a middle school boy. I know how this works. And and you <laughs> you know, I mean, if you looked intently into like the soul that you can see between yeah. his eyes, he's there. Yeah. But he's really not listening. Yeah. Like he couldn't recite yeah. what you just said. Yeah. That's how Sunday mornings too often were for me. And I'm not embarrassed to admit that. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I was embarrassed when I first had the realization. Yeah. Um, but God took hold of that and, yeah. and turned your mindset around too. Cause, Correct. Yeah, because I think there can be like this false duty uh, in terms of, uh, all right, I guess I'm supposed to attend regularly. And now yeah. as long as I just show up and get my butt in the seat, yeah. then I'm the attending that. Like, yeah, you can mm-hmm. actually attend the service and not be attending regularly in yep. the spirit mm-hmm. of what we're trying to communicate here. Uh, yep. uh, not engage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some some of those big big things that we try to lead people in, because that's where I had been for, like I said, 14, 15, 16 years, there was some gaps that God had been trying to close mm. that I either wasn't aware of or didn't care because because this area of my life wasn't where it could be. And I'm and I I would I would love to say I've won this, but I'm I'm a work in progress in this area. Um because here's here's the reality, because our family hasn't worshiped together for so long. Mm-hmm. Like now it's, it's, it's kind of uncomfortable, you know, because it's like, well, what do you mean you're going to find us and sit by us during worship? And then you're still going to get up and do announcements and come right. back. And, like, so we have to save you a seat. We've never had to do that. Yeah. Um, what do you mean we're going to stand together and actually, de- you know, declare the praise of, we've never done that before. So, I mean, like we're learning things and we're not great at it. Uh, we don't always win at it. Um, and, and honestly, there's been times when I have to admit, I was, I was frustrated because it's like, you didn't save me a seat. Why don't you save me a seat? Like God's convicted me of this. I have to win in this area. And it's like, but, oh man. And, and, and then I feel like a jerk. Cause it's like, I'm fighting for the wrong thing. If, if that's, if it's just like, because now it's like, I've said this publicly. And if I'm not sitting with you, then people aren't going to believe me that this is really going mm. on inside my soul. <laughs> I think, I think you're not alone in that feeling. And probably a lot of people listening have, you know, if you're if you're a leader listening to the podcast, chances are you're involved with some sort of leadership yeah. role on a Sunday, yeah. in some way, and so you can easily show up, and it's kind of a work day. Yep. And you're so focused on making sure that all the stuff gets done so that the worship is smooth for other people, that you're not attending regularly. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we're like right now, thinking about the green room. Uh, you can show up on Sunday and sit in the green room behind stage and never really engage your heart to what God is doing. Or you can just be serving in the tech booth and really, really doing an important role, but not, not doing almost like Mary and Martha style, not doing the most important thing, mm-hmm. which is coming and sitting at yeah. Jesus' feet. Yep. Um, yeah. So attending regularly is showing up often, but it's also showing up in a, in a kind of like genuine way. Yep. Yeah, that's good. I, I also think about, so I want to throw the word shame out here. I think it's hard to talk about attending regularly without it coming across as shame. Hmm. So either I feel ashamed because I haven't shown up at church in a while, or if I'm going to go talk to someone, if I'm a leader and I'm trying to challenge someone else's faith, and, I, hey, we've missed you at church. It's been mm-hmm. a while. It's so hard for that not to feel like a shaming mm-hmm. comment. Um how do we separate um, this goal of like having us all come all together regularly and not make it be a shameful thing if you miss, not make, make it be a shameful thing to call out when someone misses and, and invite them and, and long mm-hmm. for them to, be, to come back. 
Um, I mean, is it, are there any yeah. well, ways I think to avoid part, that? Yeah, part, part of that, again, is like wrestling with it yourself so then you can have yeah. a shared experience of like, I've been there before, right? Because a lot of times yeah. before we um, are asked or called to lead somebody else through something, God's going to have taken us through that ourselves. So like um, wrestling with that, praying about that, and then being able to um, share your stuff. I'll go first type of like, mm-hmm. I have this happen and I experienced this and I, I noticed this might be an area that, you know, I haven't noticed you or, you know, yeah. whatever it is, this for this specific reason, attend regularly is pretty clear to see when someone's not, not there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really, um, really good. I, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I wanted to write these things down cause I was, I was going to forget them. Um, but I, but I think there's, there really is three behaviors that uh, I don't know if I've ever articulated these before, but three behaviors that I, I try to try to live out um, when I reach out to people, and this is going to sound weird, but when I specifically in this area, when I reach out to people, um, I'm not reaching out as the pastor. Um, so I think like, just, just, uh, so I, I, I do whatever I can not to, because there's so many people that um, I, uh, from a spiritual standpoint, I'm responsible for. I don't, I don't know how else to say that. That's just that spiritual authority, right? Uh, and they call me pastor. Um, I'm not trying to, trying to take off my pastor hat. I want to be clear in that. But when I'm reaching out to them, I don't, I don't try to reach out to, so that I can try to remove as much of that shame um, as yeah. possible. So I, I, would, I would give that away too, like, uh, but, I, but I think it translates differently. Uh, don't expect, uh, I mean, one of the things I think all of us need to do is don't expect that the, the pastoral team or the church staff are the ones that are going to reach out. When, so, when somebody's not around, whether it's for a season or it's because of COVID or, whatever, when, or, or because you have three services or multiple services and you're not sure if they're attending, don't assume uh, and don't make it just the church, you know, the church leadership or, or pastor. And I think it's because of these next two that, that, that I have. Um, uh, the other part, don't focus on the absence. So when I reach out to people, I'm not like, hey, I've missed you at church. That's, uh, that might come out in conversation, uh, but it's never the focus. Um, you know, it's, uh, and, and, and I think it's connected to this, the, the third behavior that I would say is, um, uh, and this is uh, incredibly important for everybody who's listening to this. It's a little different, I think, for church staff and, and pastoral team. Um, but, but I would encourage the behavior. Don't reach, uh, don't, don't make it your focus to reach out to people that you're not already connected to because you, you wouldn't, there is, there is a weird conversation to suddenly jump into. How how would you not have it be shameful? Mm -hmm. You know, like if Nathan, if I don't have a relationship with you and, Mm -hmm. and somehow I get your number or email address or weirder, your home address (laughs) (laughs) and I show up at your door and (laughs) say, Hey, I, you know, Nathan, I've, I've missed you at church. And you're looking at me going. I don't know. I mean, I, I know who you are, but I don't know you. Creepy. Yeah, it's really, really weird. And so d- don't, don't make it a priority or focus to, uh, to try to connect with or reconnect with people who you haven't ever been connected to. And if that, if that behavior exists, then, then the, you're not focused on missing them at church. You're focused on probably, hey, how'd your kid do at the football game or not? Or I read mm-hmm. about your kid in the article or what, you know, what, whatever it could be, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So those are, I mean, those are yeah. three behaviors that I, that I have. It's a, it's a pull, not a push in some ways. Correct. Um, yeah. I, I want to draw attention to just recently around here at the Fort Dodge campus, we had a baptism service mm. that 
it felt like the roof was going to blow off the building. Yeah. Um, we had a worship night that was just staggering. And not everybody knows, too, that leading up to that worship night, we had a rehearsal. <laughs> the rehearsal to the worship night was better than the worship night, you guys. <laughs> we It was like I was just a puddle on the ground. It was ridiculous. God's presence was so thick in the air. And I, there's... Um, Let's set up to where I'm going with this. Erwin McManus was talking about our our church gatherings dead uh, post COVID, mm-hmm. and he was saying like we were made for this. And and he said in an era when everything is going online and you can, if you weren't there, you can catch it on YouTube the next day. That we're losing this uh, idea of like a transient moment. Mm-hmm. That it's like it happened once and it's gone. You if you weren't there, you missed it. <laughs> And, like, the worship night and the baptism service most recently were moments that, like, they can't be recreated and duplicated. And maybe you can watch the video, but even then, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. Like, we were created as beings in time and space. Like, we were created to be beings that experience moments and only moments. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's beauty in that. And so, like, the heart... Like to cultivate this heart of like, I don't want to miss a moment with Jesus. I don't want to miss a moment with my family, the body. Um, that's a that's a pull, not a push. Mm-hmm. That's a like, oh, I wish you could have been there. It was so good. Rather than like, where were you the other mm-hmm. day? That worship mm-hmm. service was. Um, yeah. So I, I'd love for us to have more and more of this sense that like, oh, I I can't. I can't even bear the thought of missing it because it's just, this is my family. This is my God. And any moment with him, I like is unique. Yeah. I just recently experienced that. I missed that baptism. We were, I was on PTO for our family uh, yeah. wedding and I did knowing, right. Of like what previous baptisms yeah. had been like knowing <laughs> people that were getting baptized of that, just that missing out on, and then to come back and hear like, like no other, like many baptism services are, they are super unique and none of them are the same, but like this one was just like, people couldn't even describe it. They couldn't even have words, didn't have the words to describe it. And so like, yeah, there's that gap, even as a regular attender, you know, Mm -hmm. whether that's, you know, you know, for job, um, but that missing it Mm -hmm. and knowing, knowing what the experience could, or, was for others and missing that out for yourself yeah yeah and and maybe that's just a good image um you know even just thinking about trying to get to that point in the question of um you know what why why is attending so important um it's uh you know we, we say like going to church doesn't make you a christian um just like you know, eating a Big Mac or going to McDonald's doesn't make you a Big Mac. <laughs> uh, but like Nathan and, and Gina, then you filling it in even just with your story there. Um, as a church, uh, as a no matter church, we're, we're consistently trying to create space for people who don't know Jesus, who are disconnected from God and others. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're, they've been disconnected forever, their entire breathing life, or, you know, just be, because of some time but they're disconnected from God and others. We're consistently trying to create space for them. Why? Because we don't want them to miss mm. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we don't want them to miss him here, but we definitely don't want them to miss him forever. And so we're going to consistently, uh, what if that was our baseline for worship? 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, for Sunday morning, for weekend attendance, I, I don't want to miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and and I'll, I'll, I'll push it even farther. Uh, I show up because I don't want my little Iowa to miss. Um, it's one of those things. Yeah, just because I'm there doesn't mean that my little Iowa is going to be there too. Um, but I don't want to miss it, believing that if I'm there, there's a there's a more likely chance that my little Iowa is going to see Jesus at work in me. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want I don't want to miss Jesus. I don't want to miss it. What if that What if that was one of the baselines, right? That's yeah. I mean, I I like how you put that. Like the the changes that happen in me because of this. Like yeah. my little Iowa is going to be changed because I yeah I did this. Yeah. I, I think to kind of pull it together to a close um well any anything that, that we wanted to hit, hit before i closed up um well, i would i would just say i mean we are still in a sensitive time right yeah. i mean the church has been disturbed in a way that the church hasn't in our lifetime um in, in a unique way and um our world um is more okay with being divisive than it ever has in my lifetime um, and yeah. being at different, uh, difference, um, uh, which means those two things combined, uh, we need to, we need to have a high sense of awareness, uh, when it comes into having these conversations, even with ourselves, <laughs> um, and first with ourselves and first right. with ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, it is possible that there are people who, um, have more clarity that whether they've been here uh, we're regular attenders or have never been here no longer or won't call Prairie Lake Church home. Um, it, it, it is possible that there are people in either one of those camps or any of those camps that it might take a lot longer for them to return or to ever visit. Um, I, but the, the more we have an awareness of, of the realities that we're within and the answer that we have to this question, I think we can more healthfully uh, just lead others in this season, right? I mean, uh, whether it's COVID-related or any other topic that you could put out there, the differences or reasons why people aren't here, haven't stepped in or checked out Prelix yet. Um, again, here's the thing. if we, It's not about Prelix. It's not about the church. We don't want them. We don't want you. Mm-hmm. We don't want to miss Jesus. Um. Yeah. And and I'll, and I'll wrap it up. I, I think, I mean, I'll go back to that story. Uh, church has been, uh, my experience in the local church has been a lot of fun. 14, 15, 16 years. It hasn't always been, hasn't, uh, there's been moments where it haven't been fun, but worship, like just seeing people come to know Jesus and getting a chance to share the word and have a space, a safe space, all that, it's, it's been fun. Uh, these last few months have been different than anything I've ever experienced because I have a clear understanding of, what we're sh- what what attending regularly actually means, rather than just wanting to lead people there, but living in it. Um, and I, and I kind of I I mean I, this this podcast isn't about me, but I I, I kind of hope I mean that's, that's that's a story that a lot of people won't probably ever know or uh, uh, hear hear people. But like just think about that. I'm, I've been at church. Um, there's a year I didn't miss a Sunday. That's not healthy. Um, as as a pastor, I never took PTO. Fifty two weekends out of the year, somebody could have said you had perfect attendance. Did I? <laughs> was I was I really there? <laughs> Did I understand? You know, but but God has got my attention and He's doing something in me because He's helping me wake up in this area. So, have some grace for people. Yeah, 
That's a good wrap up. Uh, you know, looking back on where we've been on this conversation today, wrestling with, um, does it really matter? Um, how do we make this not a shame conversation, but like a joy and a, like a drawing into the presence of God kind of conversation. Um, and, and just being reminded of like, there's, there's something that even though there's a lot of ways to grow and they're all good, there's something that can't be replicated any other way mm-hmm. than by attending regularly. And, um, so let that provoke your heart. Let mm. that be something that comes up in conversation with those you lead. Um, and maybe my final two cents is this. It's easy to tell (laughs) if you have two people meeting in a room, boy, the dynamic is radically different. If one of them didn't show up, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) If, if one of the two people didn't show up, that other person is alone. It's a completely different experience. But when that, uh, that second person walks into the room, now something different is happening. And if two people meet together and a third person walks in the room, there's a new dynamic. Something different is happening that because that third person showed up, you get a room full of 200 people and you start to feel like, I mean, this thing's going to happen and be identical whether I showed up or not. But there really is, um, and it's hard to quantify, it's hard to describe. You can't, like you get 200 people in a room, there's a lot of dynamics going on. Mm -hmm. But uh, that baptism service wasn't the same because you weren't there, Gina. Right, mm. not in a shame way, but just in a reality way, like in a spiritual truth kind of way. Like every time we show up to something, we change that moment. And and as much as we'd like to think, if the band sings a certain way or if Kyle says certain words, that's all going to be the same. It's just not true. It's it's all the people in the room bringing all of their experiences and all their story and all their heart into that moment, and it's the it's the grand culmination of everybody bringing their praise that makes that moment, that moment. And so like, I just encourage you as a listener, um, to like, let the significance and the weight of that sink in. Like every time you show up to a gathering centered around Jesus, you change it Mm. and it's going to change you. And, um, so don't miss it. Don't, don't miss out on that opportunity. And I'll just kind of close us with prayer here. God, thanks for this, uh, chance to talk, uh, about, this amazing, mysterious, significant thing of of attending a worship service. And um, God, I, I pray that maybe we would move a little bit forward in our appreciation of its value. And um, that uh, I, I pray that the, the quality and the frequency of our gatherings would grow. Um, I pray that um, we wouldn't just show up and fill a seat, but we would engage our hearts mm. and, and surrender to um, to what you want to do in those moments. And um, yeah, we pray that uh, that this would be an area that we grow in as a church in the coming coming years. In Jesus' name. <laughs>